0: Welcome to Hype Louisville, where we bring you the most exciting things happening in our city and talk to the people making it happen. Now, here are your hosts, Andrew Beckman and Nathan Shanks. Let's get
1: hyped. Louisville, what is up? Welcome back. Episode 10. Yeah, Andrew Beckman here, and uh, today we have a guest, Derek Selznick. Um, Derek, why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Derek Selznick. I'm the
2: executive director for the Kentucky Guild of Brewers, so I pretty much have the coolest job in the state.
0: Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> and he, he brought us some beer to drink while we're sitting here doing this, so I appreciate that, man. Well, yeah. of course, but just a Louisville Pale Ale, it sounds like the way to go. It's perfect.
1: Absolutely, yeah. It's Can't perfect. get more hyped about anything than, you know, when you got a beer in hand.
0: <laughs> I saw somebody the other day spelled it L U L L. L V U L. And I was like, that's just, it's not Louisville. That's just not right. Well, it's funny, you know, when I moved
2: here, you know, it took me, you know, we've been here for almost 14 years now. No, 13 years. Um, It'll be at the end of June, 13 years. And I remember the first, like, after I learned how to actually say Louisville correctly, I said it
1: to my grandmother who's from Cleveland. She was like, where the hell are you? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the convention brewery <laughs> used to have that like um, that, that advertisement that was like Lewisville, Louisville, Louisville, mm-hmm. yes. and all the different mm-hmm. enunciations. We're kind of going back to Nathan's comment a couple weeks ago about how our city seems to always be trying to keep up with the Joneses in regards to what Cincinnati, Indianapolis, and Nashville are doing, mm-hmm. yet some of what makes Louisville unique is our own... Little variations of yeah. how we pronounce it. A little Kentucky slang with exactly. a little northern twang, too.
0: I am guilty, though. When I'm out of town and people say, where are you from, I say Louisville. Yeah. I do, too. I do. <laughs>
2: well, when we moved to... Uh, we were My wife and I moved to Denver for four years so I could go to graduate school. And there is a Louisville. And it was the weirdest thing. Because yeah. we moved here for one year before we moved out there. Oh, oh that's weird. Yeah, you moved to Louisville. Yeah, we moved from Louisville... To Denver and right outside Denver is a big suburb called Louisville. Louisville. Yeah.
0: Man, that doesn't sound natural at all. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, especially I didn't
1: come from here. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. For sure.
0: What's up everybody? It's Nathan Shanks. I wanted to interrupt really quick to talk about one of our sponsors, Shepherd Insurance. Shepherd is one of the top 50 agencies in the nation with access to over 200 insurance companies. From business insurance, health insurance, personal insurance, or financial advising, we strive to protect our clients from the unexpected and offer a wide variety of services tailored to meet your current and future needs. If you'd like more information, feel free to reach out to me. You can find me on Instagram at, at NathanShanksInsurance or shoot me an email at nshanks at Let's get back to the show. Well, so let's back up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Let, give us a little bit of your background. Yeah. Um, you know, what, how, how'd you get to end up working with the Guild of Brewers? Absolutely. So, you know, when I, my wife and I,
2: were we were 21, we uh, lived in Belgium for six months. Oh. Yeah. Awesome. So we, we went to school um, at uh, Catholic University in Leuven. Oh, um, it was actually, while we were there, Budweiser bought Stella. And that's actually where the original Stella plant is. Wow. Um, also, fun fact about Leuven, it has the highest concentration of bars in one square kilometer in all of Europe. <laughs> is it just a ba- every single location is a bar? So the, 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 <laughs> yeah. the Oud Market, the, or the old market, you know, right, where everybody would sell their wares, uh-huh. you know? Well, they have changed the old market from being little stalls to bars, Oh, nice. Like, one after the other. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, actually, while we were there, I had the pleasure of drinking with the Welsh rugby team. Oh, nice. What I would suggest, if you ever can drink with a Welsh rugby team, <laughs> do it and never speak about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what stays in Vegas? Or whatever uh, stays they were on Vegas. a bachelor party, oh. and uh, oh, they my. were... That's when I actually found out that fun fact about the Oud Market and the concentration of bars. Yeah. It was actually that night.
0: Wow. Um, and I remember some of it. Yeah. Um, but anyway. My, that, so wait. Could mm-hmm. you keep up with the rugby yeah. team is what I was going to ask, uh, drinking-wise? No. God, no. <laughs> <laughs> of course
2: not. Uh, my, yeah. my answer
0: would be the same, for I'm,
2: sure. I'm 6 foot and 185 pounds. I was drinking with dudes that were like 240 Six three yeah. and you know could break me in half. Mm-hmm. No, I, I I did not stand a chance. That's awesome. I have a very significant ego and uh, it it was put to the test that evening. <laughs> yeah. Put to bed.
0: Yep, yep.
2: Um, that's awesome. But that's kind of you know where I kind of developed a palate for beer and then you know we my we moved uh, we went to Hanover. And so we came to Louisville for one year after uh, we graduated, so my wife could do Americorps, you know, and actually serve oh. people, and I could bartend at Ch- Oh Charlie's. Oh wow! Yes. Nice. Wow. I know, doing the Lord's work. Let me <laughs> um, you know, and we really, we really uh, fell in love with Louisville. Um, we moved out. I was in a graduate program out in Denver. Um, so, because of course, I have a master's degree in religious studies, wrote my thesis on the Gospel of Matthew, oh, and now wow. um, I'm executive director for a trade association for beer. <laughs> yeah, it makes, perfect, it. Sense, right? it. It yeah. makes yeah. perfect sense,
0: yeah. well, kind of like right? So yeah. it makes perfect sense. Well, Catholics like the drinks. Yeah, uh,
2: but uh, you know, when when we were out there, um, I was lucky enough to get hooked up with uh, people in the beer scene. The beer mm-hmm. scene out there in 2003 was radically different than in Kentucky. In Kentucky, I think there was four microbreweries in the entire state. Okay. You know, at that time, um, you know, I was fortunate enough to, um, when I started working at a nonprofit after graduate school, um, do a couple of events and fundraisers with some of the nonprofits. Um, and uh, one of my one of my good friends was really good friends with uh, the New Belgium tap manager, mm-hmm. uh, tap room manager at the time, and so like we got to go there at nine o'clock at night when everything was closed down and go down the slide and like go up on top of the tank. Stuff you can ne- you would never do today. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, that really kind of solidified yeah. my love of beer, you know, but also working in the nonprofit um, yeah. sector. Um, you know, after four years, my wife and I, uh, basically my wife looked at me because uh, we went out on her birthday, which is May 3rd, mm-hmm. um, to a Rockies game and okay. it snowed. And she (laughs) said, and we done. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, Two months later, we moved to Louisville. We were looking at uh, Chicago, where I'm originally from, New York, where she's originally from. And then Louisville, because um, a lot of her family's in uh, northern Kentucky. My mom's in Indianapolis and sister. And we just, we really kind of fell in love with the city when we moved here. I mean, you know, what I like to say is... Louisville has ninety percent of what you would want out of a big city, right? Yeah. Sorry, there is no Jewish deli here. It drives me insane. Um, you know, there's just there's just some things we don't have that the you know big big cities like right. New York, Chicago have. But what we do have, and what's amazing, thank you, Mister Realtor, is the cost of living is incredibly affordable. Yeah. Um, You know. I am sending my kid to a public school and she's getting a great education. Right. You know, there's a a lot. We have an amazing culinary scene. We've got a great brewery scene. We've got, you know, bourbon. We have, you know, the Humana Festival. We have investment in the arts in this city. Mm -hmm. So you get a lot. You get, like I said, about 90%. Yes. Right, right, right. Do I wish we had bodegas open at 1.30 in the morning when I'm walking down the street so I can get an egg sandwich? Of, <laughs> course. of course I do. Yeah. Yeah, Who yeah. doesn't want that? Yeah, yeah. yeah, But but at the same time, the, the what you get out of Louisville is yeah. so much worth it. Like I said, um, you know, my wife and I are coming up on a thirteen years here. Our you know we moved our in laws down here to help out with our daughter. You know, we've just um, been adopted by Louisville and we mm. love it.
1: That's yeah, great. That's great. That's
0: cool. Um, I, I am a big Colorado fan, too, though, so that's that's always a good place to go.
2: Yeah, but here's the thing. If it was my choice, we never would have left. Yeah. Okay. Because, like, I'm a cold-weather dude, and it's also one of the... If it didn't snow as much, Denver would be a desert. Right. And so, like, Correct. during the summer, it's, like, 83 degrees and with sunny. zero humidity hum- and right. sunny. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and it's either snowing during the winter or it is bright sunshine correct and so like yeah that that, that's that's my weather however my wife is sicilian she does not agree with me on these sorts of things that's fair
1: yeah well and we all know how that goes yes for sure especially in light of father's day coming up you know i also (laughs) can't
0: help but notice uh we're sitting next to a New Belgium oh. bike, too.
1: Did, are you got, did he... Oh, yeah. Look at that. No, actually, uh, so funny thing... Is that just
0: a weird coincidence, I
1: guess? Yeah, yeah. I, well, every... I've been... I'm did you also, buy that for today? No.
0: <laughs> just
1: that'd, you be real,
0: that'd be real weird. <laughs> yeah. That'd be real
2: weird.
1: I'm glad I hung that up, though, because that was in the back of a garage somewhere, and I've had numerous people tell me to sell it, but... So, and you might know this, Derek, but... Uh, New Belgian Brewery is an employee owned company, and they only make 500 bikes, uh, bike cruisers, a year, and they give to their uh, employers who have, have invested into the company. Gotcha. And um, the only reason I got my hands on one is it was raffled off in a bike race in Indianapolis that oh, cool. I happened to win.
2: Now, so. I hate to correct you, but I'm going to correct right. you. Please educate me. They they were bought by Kieran uh, oh. about a year ago. Oh. They were an employee owned brewery. Oh. They were just acquired by one of the largest beer manufacturers <laughs> well, in the I world.
0: hope that means a lot of those <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hope that means a lot of those employees are rich now. Yeah. Um uh, yeah. I I
2: right heard now. some rumors of uh what some of the payouts were and good for
0: them is all yeah, I have to say. Yeah. That's awesome. Huh, good. I love it. Yeah. 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 I love it. Same thing happened with UPS a long time ago too when they went public yeah one from an ESOP yeah and they uh, yeah those pe- some people just immediately retired
2: hey oh, so. good on them <laughs> exactly <laughs> good yeah. for them yeah I, I agree you know I, I doubt with the Kentucky Guild of Brewers that's going to happen to me um, <laughs> that we're going to be acquired <laughs> uh, but, but I, I, if you are interested uh, please contact me <laughs> yeah Derek at KYGbrewers.org um, yeah.
0: I'm, I'm not opposed to a payout yeah, yeah. love yeah. it yeah. sounds good better be two commas in that offer by the way <laughs> So well,
1: that's awesome. um, Derek, um, so, you know, with your uh, background and, and position at the Kentucky Guild of Brewers, how, do, um, how did you and your organization, you know, adapt or um, pivot if you, if you had to when the pandemic hit? And... Yeah, absolutely. So,
2: you know, what I would say is we just got kicked square in the teeth.
1: Okay. Like,
2: right. you know, um, and so, so did our uh, membership. Um, you know, unfortunately, we had to lay off somebody. Um, and we pretty much pared it down to me and, um, a firm that we work with that, uh, us with government relations. And it was really tough. Yeah. Um, but I will say, you know, we, uh, took advantage of some of the government programs, um, PPP loans. Right. Um, you know, we're currently working to get our <laughs> employee retention tax credit, um, uh, to do that. Uh, And we took advantage of the economic injury disaster loans. Um, And we took that out, um, which they offered to both for profit companies and nonprofits, which the Kentucky Guild of Brewers is. And it got us through. Um, You know, we are doing a lot better right now. You know, we've got our big beer festival coming up. We're selling more tickets than we ever had before. And it's because people want to be out there. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the one thing I will say is, We have uh, a lot of companies that we work with, Um, not just the breweries, but the breweries, you know, double down and they were with us. And I mean, they made payments to the guild membership payments in January. And, you know, for those of you that don't remember what January 2021 was like, (laughs) the governor had shut down breweries, restaurants and everything for three weeks for nothing but takeout. And so, um, going into the slowest month of the year, mm-hmm. and they stuck with us, and I am grateful that, for that. We also have what's called an affiliate program, and so you know whether it is banks, attorneys, uh, equipment manufacturers, insurance, g- insurance, mm-hmm. you should join. Um, <laughs> uh, um, you know, or you know whatever it is, they also stuck with us. We yeah. didn't, we actually added during the the pandemic, and That's so. Great. The, the loyalty and the love that was shown um, by the organizations we work with is something that like it's going to stick with me because mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I don't mean to be too melodramatic, but like it got dark. Like, yeah. it, was, yeah. it was really, really dark. And, you know, one of my jobs is a, is a you know, facilitator of relationships and a facilitator of information.
1: Mm-hmm. So
2: I got to talk to a lot of breweries and navigating all of those acronyms I just said. Um, and I, but I also took on a lot of emotional debt from oh, them yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was really, really difficult. Um, mm-hmm. I, and I don't want to downplay that at all. But I will say this: I think we have gotten through it, and we are we learned a lot of really good lessons, and we have become stronger by it. Yeah. Um, even though, once again, it sucked. <laughs> it was not
1: fun, and I never want to do it
2: ever again.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For sure. What um you know it it seems so so what exactly. What are your duties? As yeah, a Kentucky so
2: government? what I would say is I kind of break my job into four different camps. Um, in a normal year, it's 25 percent is government relations. Um, you know, we just passed Senate Bill 15, uh, which uh, allow Kentucky now joins 39 other states that allows for self-distribution um, by I breweries and changes um, and makes a bit more fair our contracts with our wholesale partners. Um, Which is a a huge thing for our our members, Um, but also little things about like talking to them about like what you can and can't say on Facebook, you know, um, you know, in December, we got uh, made permanent the craft beverage modernization tax reform act, um, which keeps their federal wholesale uh, or federal excise taxes at three dollars and 50 cents for my members. And also, uh, a very little thing in the law that nobody talks about, but it's incredibly important, allows for um, breweries to contract with other breweries out of state to produce beer for them and and bring it into the state and sell it. Um, So, like, we got that made permanent. Um, Last year, that was about 90% of my job because of all of those government programs we were talking about, as well as doing some really big lifts. Um, And, uh, you know, the... Go, the governor, you know, we had a, a moving target for what people were allowed and not allowed to do. And we had to help yeah. negotiate that for our members.
0: Didn't Upland just open something in Kentucky?
2: No, they opened up in southern Indiana. Is it southern Indiana? Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So the, blood, the the 21st Amendment is a huge blessing. Um, and it also has a bit of a curse to it, right? Yeah. Because what it says is the sale of alcohol, and I'm paraphrasing here, the sale of alcohol shall be legal in every state. And every state regulate it in any way it sees fit. So, you know, Monic, for example, they have uh, a Tapperman Brewery in Louisville, and mm-hmm. they have one in New Albany. And the how those two things operate from a regulatory standpoint on the state level are completely different. Wow. Um, and this is why guilds, specifically state guilds, are so important, is mm-hmm. because... Um, unlike almost any other industry in the United States, it, we have an actual congressional amendment that that specifically says states, do whatever the hell you want. And yeah. uh, the 50 states, D.C. and Puerto Rico, let me tell you, none of us look anything alike whatsoever. Yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah. I was going to ask you that. So, like, the facilitation of information, like, mm-hmm. do you benefit from networking with other state guilds? Like, Oh, my God, yes. Oh, my God.
2: So I actually was on the phone this morning for about 30 minutes with uh, my counterpart in New York, um, just uh, counseling. uh, We have a standing call every Thursday at four with all the National Guild uh, leaders um, to talk and share what's kind of going on, um, know what's happening on the federal level, um, and then just kind of check in, because once something happens in one state, It tends to be a tidal wave towards the other states. And Mm so, you know, we always want to know about things before it's coming towards Mm -hmm. us. Um, But we also have insanely specific jobs. Um, And, you know, having those other human beings to rely on is incredibly important for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's been a wonderful mentorship with with doing that. Um, So, yeah, so the government relations about 25%. Um, The other 25% is we do the Kentucky Craft Bash, so we'll have 61 breweries on hand, 2,000 people, um, one person putting that on. It's, Are we looking at him? You're looking at that person, <laughs> yeah. and uh, I am not waking up every morning at 3 in the morning and uh, going to a, a notebook and writing down details about things I'm worried about forgetting. Yeah, That is yeah. not happening right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, we also do an education conference and trade show, so we'll have like 40... Uh, 50 vendors Um, uh, you know we'll have keynotes this year's keynotes are uh, Win Odell of Odell Brewing um, and Dr. J the diversity equity and inclusion officer for the Brewers Association will be doing our others then we also have kind of is that a a
0: national association
2: yes so that is kind of like you know, we are in no way related to them. Right. However, yeah. we're related to them. Mm-hmm. Um, Even though there's no um, actual on-paper relationship with them. Your mission is the same. There are the National uh, Trade Association for all the breweries. Gotcha. So they do a lot of the heavy lifting on the federal level, and we, as states, assist them in gotcha. getting kind of what we need done, done on the federal level. Okay. Um, so those are, like, kind of two big things. We have another um, something that's about to be announced, but we can't do it. Uh, it's going to be cool as hell. October 16th, Scott County. Come back to it. I just can't talk oh, about yeah, it right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Um, about another 25% is promotional. So um, getting media for our breweries, um, running social our social media platforms, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, you know, we do a Kentucky Brown Beer Series, all those kind of good stuff, just trying to elevate the industry mm-hmm. in the public's mind as much as humanly possible. Mm-hmm. Um, the last 25% is what I call membership management. Um, what I like telling everybody is I'm not the best looking. I'm certainly not the smartest. Uh, one one ability I do have is to connect people. Yeah. Like that's what I'm, yeah. that's, that is a talent I do have. And um, breweries have about the most socialist Uh, business model that I've ever seen in my entire life Uh, and I dig it I'm here for it and by that is you know our consumers are different if you're a Miller Lite, Bud Light, Coors Light drinker you are in a monogamistic relationship with your beer right yeah, that's yeah. all you drink yeah if you drink craft beer you are polyamorous as all get out right yeah. you know you're all it's all about what's next what's new mm-hmm. right and having a couple of like well you may have your what i call my gas station go to right mm-hmm. you're heading over to a buddy's house for a barbecue like i know the beer that i'm going to grab because i'm going to enjoy it and i know other people will enjoy it right? Yeah, right so i have that but it's that is not the beer i drink right you know and so It's in it for all of us to elevate our game, right? To make sure that everybody's beer is good because what we don't want is the occasional craft beer drinker to come in and go, oh, this is is terrible because that is ruining a consumer for everybody. And so, you know, whether it's working with our affiliates, it's working with our breweries, everybody kind of works together to elevate this. Now, they are competitive as hell about who has the best beer. Like, I mean, just, they are cutthroat about that fact. Um, You know, but if it is, hey, I need a 55-pound bag of flaked oats. No problem. Here, I got you. You know, like, that, it's that sort of cooperation. It's like, hey, I'm setting up my brew house. Okay, well, I'll come over and think through this because if you put that pipe there, you're going to bang your shin every time you do grain out. Like, it's that sort of, you know, uh, cooperation that is amazing to be a part of um you know
1: and that's part of my job is is helping out with those sorts of things mm-hmm. so how do you it sounds like you know every facet of of the business of a brewer um is that accurate like you no, know no okay. no no okay.
2: no i mean <laughs> i actually very intentionally stay out of their business um right. that there's two numbers i want to know I want to know the amount of employees they have. And we do that for public relations purposes as well as just for any industry, knowing how many people you employ is right. a good metric to know kind of what's going on. Right. Um, and then the second is I want to know how much beer they made. Um, and that's because their dues are uh,
1: based on production.
0: So okay. I want to know that. <laughs> you got to know
1: how many barrels. <laughs> but, but, you, but you understand, like back to your ability to connect people, like uh, when you get a new a member or someone that wants to open up a microbrewery, mm-hmm. like you, uh, or bet maybe based on your experience, you know how to make beer, so you know. or Is that yes. accurate?
2: No, I, I'm I'm not a brewer. You know, okay. I've I've home brewed a couple of times, um, but no, I'm th- those people are artists. I am not that. I mean, do I know know the basic science behind it and you know the process? Yes, um, but it would be incredibly foolhardy of me and arrogant to say, I know how to make beer. That, yeah. that, 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 is, that is an art, that is a skill, and it is one I do not possess. Um, it's also why I don't homebrew anymore, because the beer I'm able to buy will far exceed anything I will ever be yeah. able to create myself.
0: Yeah. So uh, as far as like down the road for breweries, specifically in Louisville, Where do you see our brewery scene going? And uh, what can the residents of Louisville do to kind of help support the industry? Well, I mean, as far as supporting the industry, this um, goes,
2: doesn't matter where you live, right? The biggest thing you can do is going to a brewery and buying directly from them. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: You know, we also know that, you know, go to them, go experience them. It's literally an experience, right? Go do a tour. Talk to the brewers, you know, get, you know, don't just buy a beer, get a, get a flight of beers, right? Sample what they have to offer. And when you leave, buy a six pack, buy a growler, buy a crowler. Like that is the most impactful thing that you can do to support them, right? Because the number of people that are in Kroger, that are in Liquor Barn is very small, Compared to the number of breweries that are out there. Right. And so, going directly and patronizing them is the biggest thing that you can do to help them. Now, you said Louisville specifically, and I'm not going to answer that question. Fair. <laughs> so, because uh, I work for the Kentucky Guild of Brewers, not the Louisville Guild of Brewers. Right. Um, but Kentucky is unique in a way that no other place is, right? You go to Sonoma, get great wine.
1: Right, You know,
2: you go to Asheville, you can get great beer. Mm -hmm. You come to Kentucky, you can have a world class beverage experience. Right. And that is between our beer and our bourbon um, and our friendly wineries as well. Mm -hmm. But that's something that nobody else can offer in anywhere in the world. Um, That is a uniquely Kentucky thing. Um, And I think you see that uh, with the restaurants that are opening, with the culinary experiences that you are able to have, not just in Louisville, but out in the state, right? Like, in very small towns, there are amazing places to go get bourbon, to get food, to get beer. And I, I think that is what makes Kentucky so incredibly cool. It also gives us a competitive advantage mm-hmm. because people want to come here to literally taste Kentucky, yeah. and, and I mean, and I mean that in yeah. the most literal sense possible. Yeah, um, and nobody else can offer that. That's a great
1: answer. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, I may have said it once or twice before. <laughs> <laughs> Do you find, uh, uh, you know, the bourbon industry is so huge in, in, in Kentucky? Do you collaborate with, mm-hmm. with? Absolutely. So this is this is the
2: the the dirty secret. You know, everybody thinks that we are cutthroat and mm-hmm. you know we are we're competitors. We're not. You know, every year except for this year's Craft Bash, we have worked with a distillery to get barrels and age something, age beers just for the festival, and oh. have that distillery on site mm-hmm. to also sample their their bourbon. No, we we are incredible collaborators with them. I mean, that, that it, and once again, that goes back to the literally tasting Kentucky, you know, and they want to work with our members because they want to do something that's Kentucky. And mm-hmm. it's an opportunity to expand their brand, to work with the breweries. Um, you know, that, that, that's something that just nobody is able to offer. It's, it, and it's quite incredible to be a part of it, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Do you, um, uh, so now that it's kind of just you and in, in the guild of brewery, will, will it grow? You think as, as. So when forward? I started, there were 34 active brewery licenses in the, in the state we
2: have 92 as of today oh wow yeah in the in the almost five years since i've been a part of the guild and i you know we have another seven breweries in planning right now that are set to open before the end of the year um i'm sure uh, you know for example against the grain you know they're opening up a a third or excuse me fourth spot you know down 7th street mm-hmm. you know west 6 just opened in new yep. like i also you know if i'm reading the tea leaves and i could be completely wrong and i'm not not giving away anybody's business i expect excuse me other breweries to open up other tap rooms mm-hmm. um in other locations my wide
0: did a similar thing in owensboro
2: mm-hmm. you know Monic opening up in uh, new albany yeah I think what we're going to see is not only just new breweries totally, like Shipping Port in Portland that doesn't officially open until I believe the 24th uh, here in Louisville, Um, you know, Harlan Brewing Company out in Harlan, you know, we're we're seeing those new businesses but at the same time, I think what we will see is other breweries look to expand their footprint. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's not just about serving beer directly out of the tap room, right? It's about, you know, now West Six is able to give somebody in Louisville an experience, Mm -hmm. like a brewery experience. And that person is going to be more inclined when they go to Kroger or they go to Speedway or they go to Liquor Barn Correct. To get West 6 because they are able to have that emotional, you know, and it sounds, it sounds really silly, but people do, but, you know, we, by creating the experience of being in a
0: brewery, it creates an emotional attachment to that brewery. hundred percent. A hundred percent. Right. Um, like, I, I mean, every time I go to the store to buy beer, if I know the brewer and their stuff's on the shelf, I, I will buy it every single, every time.
2: Oh, yeah. I've been working to get Wynn O'Dell to do our conference for five years for one fact only. And it's because when my wife and I lived in Denver, we would go up to Fort Collins Mm -hmm. and we would go to their tap room and we would get a flight of beer and we would sit next to this little fireplace, little gas fireplace. And the flight of beer cost like five bucks or ten bucks or whatever it was. And you had two choices. You could either use it for merch or you could donate it to a nonprofit.
0: Oh, no way. I have
2: never forgotten that. Yeah. Like, it was yeah. like it was like one of those things where I was like, this is so great. It was a rotating non-profit. And I always loved the, the fact that you could, you know, use that money for merch or you just donated, it it would just donate it straight away for your flight. That's awesome. You know, that is some that is something I will never forget. Yeah. Yeah. And also makes me mad
1: that Odell is not in Kentucky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you have a reason to keep going back to Colorado. Oh, yeah. Correct. Do you get to travel a lot with the... Uh um yeah
2: i do i um Notwithstanding. i no yeah no the last year you know yeah we'll take that away no um where beer has taken me is incredible um you know i'll be out in denver for an entire week um in september for the craft brewers conference cool. as well as uh visiting some friends i'm usually in dc once or twice a year um uh, working with the brewers association or other people uh lobbying on the hill um, and then I put a normally between about twelve to fourteen thousand miles on my car a year, um, yeah. traveling yeah, around, around the around state. state. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I do not break rocks for a living by any
1: stretch of the imagination. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you? Um, you know, it's it, it's interesting. You know, you spoke earlier about these Senate bills you passed. Um, do do you have to have a, a pretty in depth legal knowledge to, to to draft these or how? no?
2: So we, we so have we have a, uh, a wonderful um, uh, legal and lobbying firm that we work with, Goss Samford. Mm-hmm. Um, they are um, they're absolutely amazing. So we we have that to rely on. Um, however, I have also been um, basically lobbying for the last decade and a half. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a skill like any other, um, you know, you read a bill and it's gobbledygook.
1: Yeah. You know, um,
2: unless you read enough bills to start to understand what the gobbledygook and I, I happen to have read enough gobbledygook when it comes to alcohol legislation that I somewhat understand it. However, um, you know, there's about four firms, four legal firms in the entire state that really, really know. You know, Kentucky's microbrewery. And okay. once again, you know, this goes back to the fact of each state gets to write its own stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we really have f- pretty much four firms that really, truly understand this. Like, yeah. I have a cursory knowledge and can look at it and
0: you can get enough to,
2: par- to parse what, what, what's going on. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it really does take some really sharp legal minds to really get into
1: it. Yeah. Cool, yeah. Um, gosh, I thought, I've been wanting to ask you what your favorite beer is, but is that an appropriate question for? You can ask no. any question
2: you want. Beer.
1: <laughs> 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 the one in front of me. Yeah. Yeah, oh, there you <laughs> go. yeah. Great answer, and it tastes delicious. It does. It's a
2: good one. It's
1: a good one. And I'm sure you probably can't go wrong with a good craft beer in Kentucky. Is that... No,
2: I mean th- that's the thing is people. I, I get asked this question a lot, like, what's your favorite beer? And I literally don't have one. Yeah. I can tell you what my favorite Which, beer the is. The from one in my e- hand. Each yeah. brewery is. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, that's the joy and the beauty of craft beer, right? Yeah. Is the newness, the other ones, like, right? I'm not married to Coors Light for
1: a reason. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Hey everyone, Andrew Beckman here. I'm gonna steal your ears for just a moment to thank one of our sponsors, the Beckman Group at Linehan Sotheby's. For the past 10 years in Louisville, Sotheby's has been number one for sales above a million, number one for sales above 400000 highest average sales price, highest average list price, highest sales production per agent, close to a 40% market share, and off-market sales. There's a good chance we can sell your house at our weekly sales meeting. Please reach out to me if you'd like more information about how we can help you buy and sell real estate here in Louisville, Kentucky. You can find me on Instagram at akbeck 3 reeliter or ping me at andrew at com. Now let's get back to the show. Thank you very much, Derek, for talking to us. We, we usually end with a couple questions mm-hmm. that are Louisville-centered. Okay. Um, as a Louisville resident, <laughs> having loved the city, what um, what's your favorite restaurant, if you have one? Um, I don't know that I do.
2: Um, but I will say um you know chicken and me is kind of like a go-to yeah, it really yeah. is like their happy hour you cannot beat it like that's it's awesome. like four dollars for chicken nuggets and like three dollars oh for egg rolls something I, I knew that that's amazing yeah like it's four to six like I you know yesterday I got a stove top of uh bells two-hearted you know for six bucks like i mean it's That's just great. it's it's great and the atmosphere is wonderful so is it still yeah. in
1: lower brownsboro yeah. yeah okay yeah right there by the old Kro- that kroger and yeah where barbara lee's used to be yeah yeah um yeah. the, the other kind of twice,
2: my other go-to is um Nam. Nam nom,
1: nom. Yeah, nom, nom yeah is just yeah man yeah.
2: yeah those the the singapore noodles are just amazing and also the service there is just yeah. so good yeah. like they're just so
0: awesome so what what's your spice number where do you go <laughs> We go up. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, So, but one of my beer to chase it down. Yeah. See, I'm three max. I can't go higher than
2: three. (laughs) Now, one of my favorite meals there is uh, I went and got the fried rice and I was like, all right, vegetarian fried rice. I want an extra egg on it. He's like, cool. He's like, ghost pepper. And I was like,
1: yeah. Oh, man.
2: Wow. You do go high. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I I, I like to sweat. Yeah. I like to sweat. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: Man. Crazy.
2: What's your favorite uh, part of town? You, you know, know. we no, um, We live in Crescent Hill, and I love it. Mm-hmm. Like, I live one block off of Frankfurt Avenue um, awesome. by the library, and the fact that I can walk to a hardware store. Oscars? Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, the wine rack. Like, right. last night, my wife asked about 8 o'clock. She was like, hey, do we have any wine? I said, we don't. I was like, okay, cool. And I, and I told her. It was like the best thing that she could have ever asked for me to do it was just like, like I left my phone at home yeah. and it was oh. quiet and I didn't think.
1: Yeah. And I just, I, yeah. I had
2: a 10 minute walk to go yeah. to Wai, That's awesome. 10 minute walk to come back yeah. and was just like completely unplugged. Yeah. You know, yeah. And it was, it was That's a great, wonderful experience. Yeah. We have a coffee shop, you know, we just have everything that we want and we can walk to it. Right. Um, and, you know, I've also started recently running and it's just a great neighborhood yeah. to mm-hmm. do routes around. Like I can, yeah. you know, basically I can do a route uh, through Cherokee Park and do the loop, and mm-hmm. it's like five
1: five miles, and it's perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, that's kind of how this started with yeah. us running together. Okay, yeah. Yeah. cool. Because I know you're a big chatted. biker. I didn't know you were you're running. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I ran in college. So, but really, uh, you know, I. A lot of people, it's hard to it's hard to get people into biking, but a lot of people get into running, and I, I can run, you know, yeah. and, and Nathan was training for Yamacraw, right? Yep, yep. Have you heard
0: of that? No, what is that? 25K down in Stearns, Kentucky? How? So 25K. It's what about 16-something oh, miles. 65. Okay, yeah. 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 So, I did the mini, and I, I did it once, and it was just... That's... Yeah. <laughs> well, the problem with oh, this God. is it's like 2,500 feet elevation gain. So it's, oh, my it is, God. It is uphill. Oh. It is all up. Some of the hills are so steep there are ladders because you cannot (laughs) run. You are literally climbing. It's brutal. Are you? How insane are you? (laughs) I mean, not not that insane. I didn't (laughs)
2: actually. When when I do hills, when I literally run hills, like for miles on end, I usually get up to about 800 feet of elevation gain. Okay, yeah. Like total. Like that is crazy.
0: Yeah. It's it's so brutal and I did not exactly know what I was getting into when I did it
1: the first time. <laughs> I
0: I died the, the first time I did it. I absolutely fell flat. I ran I ran the first 3 miles. It was dead uphill and I pro- I mean it, I'm talking uphill. Yeah, I probably did it at like a 10-11 minute pace, something like that. I should have Everyone trails though. I mean everyone that's... was walking. <laughs> everyone was walking. And here I am, like, oh, he's. A dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah. Well, about a mile down, I'm the one, like. <gasps> <laughs> and they're all passing me.
1: He, so, beat, uh, he beat
0: Andrew, though, right? No, he didn't. No, that oh, was before yeah. he even knew what. My, what my roommate was, yeah. in
1: college, who I ran with. Okay. Is how I actually yeah. met Nathan. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But yeah, we'd, we'd go on runs in the mm-hmm. winter, and yeah. we talk about how excited we are about this or that, and about how people are. Pivoting and you know despite COVID or doing X Y and Z and we we're like you know we should you should talk we should to some Should just start people. recording. Yeah, yeah absolutely.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: You know, and that's that's you know there's once again going back sucked right. Yeah. yeah. The whole thing right. just sucked. Yeah. However, I do hope that we all take away some lessons from it. I agree right. You. I think we've seen you know a lot more people can work from home. Yeah. They don't need to be in the office. Every single day. Yeah. Right. You don't have to have a meeting every night at five o'clock in the night. Like there's just some really simple takeaways. Um, But also like the one thing I think I've, you know, had a great appreciation for. And I have to say this because I work for the industry. But the people that work in the service industry just work so damn hard. And they adapted and they pivoted. And they are continuing to just work their butts off, and I just have such an appreciation for that.
1: Yeah, yeah, Yo, you know. Mad respect for them. Yeah, definitely. Um, you mentioned one of the duties in your in your job is to you know uh, hold some uh, the the craft bash is mm-hmm. one you know, and then there's some other uh, education conference education and trade conference show. and yep. stuff. So I assume last year those didn't occur. We or...
2: so the craft bash didn't occur in 2020. Luckily. Um, we held our education, we traditionally had held our education conference in January. And so we were actually able to hold it in 2020. Um, and so this year we've pivoted and we didn't, for obvious reasons, put 400 people together in a room in January. Yeah. Um, and we're, we're doing that in November this year. Oh, oh cool. okay. Cool. So yeah. we're, we're not going to lose that. Yeah. Um, and that, that was the, just, it, it, there was no skill to it whatsoever. It was pure luck. It was just pure. This is when it traditionally is, mm-hmm. and it happened. You know, um, right before the world shut down. Yeah, because uh, I remember my wife and I flew to um, Miami because I turned forty last year, and so oh. she took me to Miami for my birthday, which cool. is in February. And I got a copy of the Economist, and I read about Wuhan, China, and I was oh like, "Huh? Oh, I wonder if this is going to be a thing." <laughs> oh <my. laughs> Two weeks later. Like, it was a thing. <laughs> wow.
1: Yeah. That's crazy. You know, uh, my my dad has spent thirty eight years in the hotel and uh, meeting and convention space, and he lost his job, oh, and uh, and when COVID hit, he'd been there for thirty eight years. You know, so had a good run. But you know, I I remember a lot of people at the time in the in that space was, were telling him like, um you know, it'll never be the same. It'll never come back. And Dad's consistently said, you know, I'm. I'm happy I'm no longer in the space, but there's no doubt in my mind that people will want to get back course, and meet yeah. and I, I convene mean, and socialize. And yeah. I'm just wondering if you're seeing, you know, people like you're sensing we are that, seeing not just with the craft bash, but, but like, no,
2: no, no, we're seeing wait times like we've never had before. Right? Yeah. I believe last week was the highest week of travel that's been in like 18 months uh, yeah. as far as airlines are concerned. You know, I think it is ridiculous to think that people don't want to be out there. Right. I think, I think there is, I, I at least I hope. You know, I know it is for me, and I hope I hope this is for other people. But I think there is an, a greater appreciation for going and seeing other human beings
1: mm-hmm.
2: out in public and hanging out. It's no longer taken for granted. Yeah, like I mean. I, I remember the first dinner that we had with fully vaccinated humans, yeah. right? That everybody was vaccinated, that we, yep. could, we, we felt good. And we had people over for six hours. That's awesome. Like, literally, like, they came at 5.00. Nobody left until eleven o'clock. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. does
0: it have yeah. to end? Yeah, yeah. like we <laughs> yeah.
2: literally just were oh, like, oh my yeah. god, this is like just sitting down and drinking beer and eating cheeseburgers on my backyard yeah. was a revelation. Yeah, yeah. right.
0: Yeah,
2: that's um, yeah. awesome. So I, I mean, in and in so to think, and I think your dad is completely correct in his thinking that we, I think this summer is. And this fall, especially, I think it's going to take some people a little bit of time to get mm-hmm. a little bit more comfortable. Right, um, right, yeah. right. Despite
1: you know, things, yeah, you know, uh, comfort level.
2: So, right. like, I'm fully vaccinated, like you know, y'all are. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. I still know, like when I go into Kroger, I put on a mask, yeah. and it's yeah. just, and it's not because like I'm worried about getting sick or anything. It's just, it's a force of habit. I still give people a lot of room, Sense of security. Yeah, when we're out, you know, even when we're outdoors. Yeah, um, you know, when I stand in line at Speedway. I'm, you know i stand back where i right. w- wouldn't used to
0: um i would say that will probably happen for a long time
1: yeah well yeah and someone was uh um, i forget her name but uh she was exp- on the news talking about how you know not just have they done a great job of combating covid but this year they've seen less or Almost cases. no flu. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I yeah. mean, there are many other positive consequences. Yeah. Silver lining, I should say. Well, uh, the fact
2: uh, that I ever went into a Walgreens where literally for the the only reason you're going there is because something is wrong with you. What? Right. Right. <laughs> that without a mask is still beyond me. I'm like, yeah, yeah, what yeah. was I ever thinking about? Yeah. 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 You no, you know. Um, but no, it, to come back to that is what I think is once we finally get everybody to feeling normal. Mm-hmm. and to feeling you know better i think it is going to be a party yeah, yeah i agree yeah um, for sure which once again goes back to my f- point of if you are being a jerk yeah to hospitality staff yeah p- grocery workers convenience all the frontline people that are dealing with you you need to fuck off yeah <laughs> and i am i i
0: will say that and and um have no apologies about it. Yeah, nope. yeah. <laughs> Don't blame you. Agreed. Well, Derek, thanks a lot, man. I really appreciate you coming on. I'm super pumped about it, the brewery industry and how it's going to grow over the next few years, and it's coming back, and I, I know I love being able to go back in there and, and experience it
1: again. So great job with everything. Um, Beckman, you, you want to? Yeah, no, Derek, really appreciate you coming and talking to us about it, you know. Um, you're very interesting and well-diversed um, uh, professional, and I'm grateful that Kentucky and their breweries have someone like you to represent. Well, so and I'm you. grateful
2: for you for selling and getting my latest house. So. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Well, thanks for bringing the beer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> of course.
2: It's on brand.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Love it. Well, everybody, thanks for listening. Please like and subscribe. Leave reviews. That is huge for us. We really appreciate that. Continue to share, and we will see you next time. Alright,
1: talk to you later.